Welcome to the House Paul Sports. Football is back, baby. We start OTAs and training camps throughout the month of July. We are a month away from preseason and, of course, two months away from the start of the season. I know I'm excited. I think I can speak for this entire panel of everyone sitting here. We are ready. But we are going to, of course, we're going to start by breaking down each of these divisions, both AFC and NFC. We, of course, will be starting in the AFC. And why not just make it nice and easy, go north, east, south, and west? So that, of course, leads us to the AFC North. For any recap, if you've forgotten from a couple of months ago, we are going to be talking about the Baltimore Ravens, the Cleveland Browns, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Cincinnati Bengals. Quick refresh in there again. It's been a, it's been a little bit since football's been on, so just got to get everyone up to date. Matt, we'll start with you. Let's look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, the team that seems to do good and bad all the time. <laughs> what are you thinking for them? Yeah, listen, uh, like you said, Jill, they're, especially the last few years, they've always been hovering around 500. But this particular Steelers team, I really, really like this Steelers team. Obviously, early in the year last year, they were looking a little bit rough. They beat Cincinnati week one. And, you know, after that, they kind of rattled off about a four or five game losing streak. And there was a lot of talk about them, you know, potentially getting the number one overall pick for this year. You know, a worst team in football type season for Pittsburgh. And then sure enough, Mike Tomlin gets them to above 500 because that's what Mike Tomlin does. Mike Tomlin will get your team above 500 for the 16th straight year. He was either at 500 or above. That's the longest streak in NFL history. So Pittsburgh, I really, really like Pittsburgh. And they only got better this offseason. They lost some key guys. They did in, in Devin Bush, uh, Edmonds and Sutton. But they, br they brought in Isaac Sayamalu at Garden Free Agency, which was a huge need for them, that offensive line. And they also brought in Cole Holcomb at linebacker to help replace the loss of Bush. And they also replaced Cam Sutton with Pat Pete uh, at corner as well. So that's going to help. And I absolutely love their draft. Their first four picks or their first five picks were awesome. They, get, they got O-line help with Jones in the first. They steal Joey Porter Jr. at the top of the second round to help ease that pain a little bit of losing Cam Sutton in free agency. And then they brought in Keanu Benton and Herbig as well for that pass rush in the front seven. And then they got an absolute monster with Darnell Washington out of Georgia where they can run more 12 personnel, two tight ends, one back with Fryermuth, Washington, Pickens, Johnson, and Harris with those, you know, especially with those Jones and Washington additions because Washington is a beast in the run game they're going to be able to run the ball a lot more effectively with Najee Harris and then you know some those are some very effective weapons for Kenny Pickett as well who I thought showed some real flashes last year of being a true franchise quarterback especially down the stretch in some of those big games last year making some clutch plays huge 80 yard game winning touchdown drivers Baltimore in week 17 then another game winning touchdown to Pickens in week 16 versus Oakland so all this is to say I think Pittsburgh is going to be really, really good next year. I think Kenny Pickett's got a real shot at becoming a top 10 quarterback. I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but I really, really like Kenny Pickett. He showed some flashes. I think he shows up this year, and I think this team's making the playoff next year. I really, really like Pittsburgh. All right, Gage, how do you follow that up? That was a complete analysis by Matt. Project Jones was stolen right from the Jets' nose. I was looking for him to go into the Jets that that pick, traded with the Pats. They only got it better, I think, 100% around. Kenny Pickett, I think, will make a step up. How big of a step will be concerning of how well his defense can support him. I think it's a big pro process in that. But TJ Watt's going to be hopefully healthy this year, which will help them on the defensive side of the ball. And Mike Tomlin is going to do Mike Tomlin things. That team is going to be dangerous. And I think they will give whoever wins the division a run for the money. I don't know if they'll quite get there, but they'll be in the playoffs for sure. All right. And Sammy Hot Takes. Give us your hot take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um... 
Well, quite frankly, I see what you guys are saying. I see you guys are pretty high on Kenny Pickett. Top 10 is a bit outlandish, but we'll leave that there. I digress. I'm looking at this wide receiver core, and this might be the most underrated wide receiver core in the NFL. Deontay Johnson, I know he didn't score a touchdown last year, but he is one of the more underrated wide receivers. And the upside on George Pickens is absolutely insane. They brought in Allen Robinson as well. I know he had a shaky season over in the in the Rams, but you got to realize they had QB problems. I mean, Matthew Stafford was barely healthy for all, the entire year. My one thing about the Steelers, and this is why I have them over 500 and missing the playoffs, Matt Canada is still the offensive coordinator. I'm not going to buy into a Steelers offense if Matt Canada is the offensive coordinator. That's my rule. That's been my rule for the entire, the, the entire time Matt Canada has been an offensive coordinator there. Kenny Pickett, the best part about him is that he's actually really good out of structure and that's something that's very rare from rookie quarterbacks to be that good out of structure and i think another thing is that Najee harris i know he had a bit of a, a shaky season last year he was a bit up and down with these upgrades to the offensive line i think Najee harris is set to have a breakout year i think he can be a top 10 back uh aside from all that though matt Canada is their offensive coordinator so i just simply cannot buy into the Steelers offense if Matt Canada is the guy. All right. I, you know, it's an encapsulating review we gave on the Pittsburgh Steelers because it's so true. And as I started it out, they are all so good and so bad at the same time. For me, I look at the Pittsburgh Steelers and what scares me is defensive. And that is, of course, in TJ Watt. When he goes down offensively and defensively, things seem to not go so great. So as long as that defense can stay healthy, I do agree. I think the Steelers are going to be a little bit more of an underrated team. Playoffs, I, I'm not too convinced on for them. And the only reason being is the AFC is stacked with a yeah. lot of teams. So I think if they're going to just break that 500, because that seems to be where we're kind of at in the last few seasons, and I anticipate to see them there again, there's way too much competition for me to expect to see them in the playoffs. But let's move on to a division rival, and that being the Baltimore Ravens, who I have a lot of question marks about. Paige, we'll start with you on the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, this was an interesting offseason storyline the whole time with Lamar and the Ravens and contractual and then trade requests. And then I heard Lamar was going to go to the Titans. But all in all, that drama got put to bed. They signed, they paid that man, finally. Uh, did they upgrade that wide receiver room enough to get him help? No. Yeah. Clearance is no. Like, Zay Flowers could be a beast. Like, very high on Zay Flowers. But OBJ hasn't played in a year, coming off an ACL tear. He's not the same guy. He's not going to be your number one. So you're going to rely on Zay and Rashad Bateman. I don't know if that's a true receiver room. You got Mark Andrews, but he can't prove last year he can't do it by himself. Like, and Lamar needs to stay healthy, which is always a huge question mark with the way he plays and how he runs with his legs. But he's saying he wants to pass for over five thousand yards. Okay, show it, because you're gonna be able to. You're gonna have to move because you're too reliant on it. It's instinctual. The offensive line, mid middle of the pack. I, they didn't get much better there. Their draft was okay. Nothing since I don't think it's a sensational. And their defense, I don't think holds them together anymore of Ravens the good Ravens team of pass which relied on that defense is not the same defense like congrats John Harbaugh still a great coach we'll probably make them competitive 
But I'm looking at Tigers to finish third in that division. Because the other teams around them are just either better on paper, even just as well coached with better talent, or just have insane amount of talent. And I don't think they can overcome that in any way, shape, or form of how you look at it. Yeah. Uh, you know, very honest takes. Sammy, what are you thinking about the Ravens' upcoming season? Ah, uh, that was a very hard pill to swallow uh, hearing that from Gage, but I'll go ahead and, and, and digress in terms of that. Look, I know injuries are a big question mark for this team. It's a, been a big question mark for the longest time, I feel, with Lamar Jackson. With OBJ, it's kind of like a stamped on him. And I even Rashad Bateman, like, can he stay healthy? I think a lot of people forget this Ravens defense really turned it around in the back half of last season. And it was actually one of the better defenses in the entire league. Roquan Smith is the best linebacker in the NFL. And with that, it brings in a lot of dividends. The secondary got better. The, even the pass rush got better. Look, am I gonna am I gonna sit here and say that they're gonna win the division? Probably not, because you got a guy over there called Joe Shiesty ready to take it anyway. But to say that they're gonna be third in the division when there are uncertainties with the Steelers and the Browns, I feel like it's a bit of a misstep. But let me talk about Lamar Jackson for a second. He had a very controversial offseason, and I think that he needs to have a big year this year. Yep. Or there will be a lot of fire under his ass, especially if you're demanding that kind of money and you don't show up or worse, get injured. Yeah, I very much feel the same way. Matt, what are you thinking? There's really only one angle you can take this Ravens offseason from. And I mean, they had a couple of notable defensive moves, but I don't think anybody really wants to hear about Baltimore's defensive moves this offseason. The thing that I'm concerned with, the only thing they were concerned with this whole offseason was Lamar Jackson. So obviously they get rid of Greg Roman and bring in Todd Munkin, I think, which will benefit them in theory because, I mean, people hate it. Greg Roman as offensive coordinator. He was not like an ideal. Yeah, I know Jill was one of them. She did not like Greg Roman as OC. But as far as Lamar goes, my concern is he's been playing one style of play for his entire life, right? He's always been the most athletic person on the field, running around, making plays. So if they try to change that too much, because now they obviously have, I know Gage isn't too big on it, but they have at least a legitimate wide receiving core now in Baltimore. And they obviously have the new OC as well and presumptive changes to the scheme and play calling that are coming. With all that, are they going to change the type of player he is? And the type of player he is has been an NFL MVP, an All-Pro, a Heisman Trophy winner in college, a franchise player. So it's a fine line between protecting him more, obviously, and throwing the football more and not putting him in positions where he won't get hurt and then taking away the thing that makes him great, which is his legs. Obviously, he's not a great thrower. Like, we all know that's the reason he's a, you know, the, his legs are the reason he's a top five-ish quarterback. You know, if he had Brady's legs, he'd be an average quarterback at best, you know? So his legs are what makes him special. So I don't think you can take that too much out of Lamar Jackson's game. So maybe if they take him, you know, they take a tiny bit out of his legs and make him do a little bit less there, he can focus a little more, uh, you know, on throwing and that'll make him a little bit better. That's possible. But I think it's more likely they're going to change, you know, the best part of his game. And now we're going to be limiting what he is as a player. And they're going to see he's not as strong of a thrower as he thinks he is, obviously thinking he can throw for 5,000 yards. So I think it's a fine line the Ravens are going to walk this year with, you know, how they choose to use Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I feel the same way. Here's my thing. Greg Roman... And as everyone likes to claim, he was that run guy offensive mind and he never showed it. So I'm excited for a new offensive coordinator because that run game, it, it is there. It does have the components and the pieces to be there, including with Lamar Jackson. I'm excited to see a new offensive coordinator, new play, 
and see how that rolls out. As for the passing game, Lamar Jackson is average, in my opinion, at that. I do very much agree with you, Matt, on that analysis, that his legs are very much what make him, because it does give him a dual threat. He's not a Jalen Hurts kind of a guy. He's like a Jalen Hurts Jr. He has the ability to throw, but it's not as good as his ability to run. It would behoove Lamar Jackson to get better at his passing game because he now has a longer contract. And I understand you have guaranteed money, but you want to be the guy that got that big contract and shows up and plays to his heart's content and is a good guy at throwing and doing it all. His receiving room drastically scares me because it was brought up OBJ. You're missing a year. And then when you come back after ACL, not only is it just missing a year, there's a lot of issues that happen. We see it time and time again. It's not even just a fantasy aspect. It is a true NFL aspect we see. So I'm very worried about that receiving room. I don't know how much I trust it. Mark Andrews, also like Gage said, can't do it alone. And that was shown last season. Defensively, I'm not that worried about them. The Ravens, if they do one thing well, it is defense. We've seen it time and time again. They have had one of the best, no, not one of, they had the best NFL defense that the game has ever seen, in my personal opinion, back in 2000 when they won the Super Bowl. They know what they're doing. I'm not worried. I think we just saw a lot of injuries. So I'm excited going into this season, having a healthy roster. I think we're going to have a pretty good defense. I just need to know if that offense can keep up with them. But we will move on to another one of their competitors. And that is, of course, the Cleveland Browns, who you guys said it on paper. They look like they got better. But I think we say that every single season. So, Sammy, I'll start with you. What are you thinking for the Cleveland Browns? Well, it's Deshaun Watson or bust. Let's be honest here, guys. If Deshaun Watson doesn't pan out the way things should pan out, then this entire thing and that contract looks like one of the worst contracts in the league. Um, I really didn't do much research on the Cleveland Browns, not for this, not because I didn't know their team. I only did it because let's be honest here. It's Deshaun Watson or it's nothing. Deshaun Watson has to perform. This defense, it was shaky. They brought in a new defensive coordinator. I think that's going to be fixed. But evidently, you are in one of the more competitive QB rooms in the AFC North with Joe Burrow, with Lamar Jackson, and then Deshaun Watson. If he goes back to form, you could be t- saying he might be over Joe Burrow. I would disagree, but that's a topic for another day. Look, guys like David Njoku, Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, even DP- DPJ, Donovan Peoples-Jones, they got a good wide receiver core. They got a good weapons room. Their offensive line really doesn't need to be uh, addressed. It's one of the greatest offensive lines I've ever personally seen. And Nick Chubb, I mean, I, I really don't, again, another aspect of, I really don't have to say much about him. One of the best running backs in the league. Yeah. At this point, it's on Deshaun Watson to be Deshaun Watson. It's, it really is that simple. And I think the defense will come together eventually. Um, aside from that, guys, I, I feel like that's pretty much it in terms of the Cleveland Browns. It's Deshaun Watson or Puff. All right, Matt, are you feeling the same way? Yeah, uh, to kind of build on Sammy's point, I mean, they invested so much in Deshaun Watson. You know, I think it was two firsts and two seconds. Like, they didn't have a first or a second round pick in this year's draft. And then they paid uh, Deshaun Watson five years, $230 million guaranteed. So, like you said, it's Deshaun Watson or bust. And I'm going to give some, you know, 
This is about to be some real football analysis here on the Browns. Uh, something just feels off with them. I'm getting real bad vibes from Cleveland. That's that's my football analysis for Cleveland. Uh, maybe the, maybe there's just like literally that has there's never been good vibes coming from Cleveland ever. But still, I mean, I was kind of meh on their free agency. I mean, they had some solid pickups, but none of them were like super game changing for me. And then, like I said, they didn't have the top two picks in the draft because of the Watson trade. So that's two potential impact players they couldn't even draft. So I thought they did solid with what picks they did have. Tillman, the wide receiver out of Tennessee, is nice. I, I like to tackle Jones out of Ohio State. They got him for a, a good value pick in the fourth round. But like uh, like Sammy said, basically they're putting all their eggs in the Deshaun is going to get back to his Houston uh, Deshaun basket. And if he doesn't, I mean, this team this team could be awful if he doesn't get back to, to, to what he was. I mean, even if he does get back to Houston Deshaun, I saw that Deshaun have some great years in Houston, and one of them he won four games. So in a division this good, I, I just don't see it with Cleveland this year. I'm not a big I'm, – I'm not on the Browns bandwagon this year. Sorry, Cleveland fan. <laughs> All right, Gage. What are you thinking? I mean, it's very hard to take the opposite stance on anything Sammy or Matt said. On paper, they should be the best team in this division. On paper. But we said that last year, too. And we thought, oh, Jacoby Brissett is leading his team. They're like the legitimate for each playoff team. Oh, when Deshaun gets back, let's see if they get there. And it was still awful. <laughs> it was still bad. And we were like, oh, they should put it all together. We said that with Baker Mayfield. Oh, they should put it together this year. And they just never do. They should have the best defense in that division. They should have the best offense in that division. But they won't because it's the Browns and they do it every single year like <laughs> either Deshaun Watson needs to have the best prove it year to make them relevant or they're just gonna end up in last place again yep I so as I started out saying they're the team for the last few years they always look good on paper and then they get on the field and that completely falls apart they another thing Cleveland Browns have for what <sighs> 10, 15 years, even, probably even longer. I, I might be giving them 25. credit. <laughs> yeah. Seem like we're always a quarterback away from solving our issues offensively. I'm not worried about their defense. I think their defense is going to be fine. Is it going to be record setting crazy NFL defense? No, it will be just fine. Offensively, exactly like you guys pointed out, there are the weapons there. There are the guys. It, it, it is there. Are we a quarterback away? And I do not believe Deshaun Watson is going to be there because just like I pointed out about OBJ and the last team, when you take off so much time, it does impact your game. Now, typically in an injury, your first year back from an injury sucks. Following, you get back to your your prime. But Deshaun Watson isn't, he, he's been a lot more than just an injury. He's not just been a year. It's been a lot longer. There's been a lot of days, a lot of games, a lot of time that's passed. And I don't know how much training he's necessarily been doing to keep up with himself in all of that. Uh, I'm not worried about the Cleveland Browns. I think we're just going to see an average Cleveland Brown season. Do I think they're going to be the worst? No, but I don't, I don't expect them to be the best. That That's easy, quick stance on the Browns. Of course, we will finish out our discussions on each team in this division with the Cincinnati Bengals, who we seem to keep bringing up and comparing to each one of these teams as we've gone along. So Matt, we'll start back with you. What are your hot takes? And, you know, we'll get back to Sammy hot takes over there, but what are your hot takes on the Cincinnati Bengals? Yeah, Jill, I think you kind of brought it up. I mean, we're all kind of bringing up the Bengals in reference to the other teams because, I mean, that's the that's the standard for these other teams right now is the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, that's the team that all these other teams are trying to figure out a way to beat. Uh, and Cincinnati, obviously, they lost some key 
pieces this offseason, both safeties, Jesse Bates and Von Bell, and Hayden Hurst, who was good for them last year. Now he's in Carolina. And I think Samaj P. Ryan, too, who th- this might be a little bit of a hot take, but I think he's better than Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon's trash. I think P. Ryan was better. I think P. Ryan was better when he was in there. So I think that's going to be a, a low-key big loss for them as well. Um, so, like I said, a, a sneaky big loss there, but obviously a huge signing with Orlando Brown for their offensive line this offseason. They paid, they paid big money for it. God knows they needed that. We've been talking about the Bengals' offensive line since Joe Burrow obviously got hurt his first year. So, And their draft was solid as well, obviously adding some D-line depth to a unit that was already really solid. Uh, they got Miles Murphy out of Clemson in the first round, and then they add some DB speed. Uh, and DJ Turner out of Michigan to replace uh, everyone's favorite DB, uh, everyone's favorite corner, Eli Apple. Uh, so there's no there's no reason this team shouldn't be one of the best teams in football next year. Burrow is unanimously, worst case scenario, a top three quarterback in football right now. I have I personally have him as the second best quarterback in football. And then I think Chase and Higgins are the best receiver duo in football as well. So we're going to see this team in the playoffs if they stay healthy. I'm not going to be shocked if this team wins the division either, but I may have a hot take for uh, the division winner a little bit later. So stay tuned for that. All right, Gage, hit us with it. The big thing for this team is injuries. That's what it's going to come down to for them. If Jamar and T can stay healthy, that is the best. Matt said those are the best two wide receivers you have in the same team. It's not even close. Like There are like 1,200-yard receivers, true number ones on the same team, with a top three quarterback who has time in the pocket now to stay upright and not scramble, and not have to worry, and not have to get it out quick. And guess who's going to thrive in that? Your two wide receivers. Like, they're potentially over 1,000 yards each. This is, like, very high. Joe Burr looking over 4,000. Like, it's going to be very hard to outscore that team. But on the other side of the ball, they're also very sturdy defensively now. Like, even though they lost some pieces on the back end, they refurbished and got younger and got a little less experienced, but they'll play itself out that's how it works you draft players and you plug them in and it's going to work out in the end it's yep. not going to hurt them hard enough that they will get outscored they're going to be a hard team to beat. all right sammy you're finishing up with the Bengals. give us your hot takes on the 2023 cincinnati Bengals. i think this team is going to be the best team in the league i think i'm gonna just go out and say it um i know everybody wants to throw in the chiefs but I, I will go ahead and disagree. Look, I know they lost a key safety duo. And that safety duo did a lot to mask the secondary's misfortunes. But I do think they did bring good pieces to kind of... Uh, I'm missing the word. Alleviate. <laughs> Alleviate. I love that word. Alleviate uh, the, everything else. Now, the front seven, I think, is one of the most underrated aspects of this team. This front seven is actually really good. Trey Hendrickson... Sam Hubbard. I mean, they, these are some great pass rushers and their linebackers. I cannot stop talking about these linebackers. Jermaine Pratt, Logan Wilson, one of the most underrated linebacker duos in the league. I think they're the second best. You can put them wherever. I really don't care. And and then I think it goes without saying that Joe Shiesty, Joe Burrow, he is easily the second best quarterback and he's my pick to win MVP. I'll save that conversation for later. I think they, as for your Hayden Hurst, as for the Hayden Hurst uh, leaving to Carolina, I think Irv Smith Jr. is going to be great in that offense anyway. So I think that'll be fine. The problem is the offensive line. And I feel like this problem, no matter who they plug in, it just seems like whatever they do, things seem to always go wrong. But guess what? You have Joe Burrow, who is a master outside the pocket. 
you have the best wide receiving core in the NFL to bail you out anyway. I mean, this team, I know they lost their safety duo. I know they, they're probably going to kind of take a step back in terms of the defensive side of the ball. But aside from that, I think the offense is going to be the best in the league. I think this defense is going to get timely stops when they need it. I think this team's going to be the first team in the AFC, the first seed in the entire league. And I will not be surprised if they win the Super Bowl. All righty. Yeah, I'm not worried about the Cincinnati Bengals either. I, As I pointed out earlier, there's so much competition in the AFC. And typically when you're doing your drafts and your free agencies, you're building your team for your division. And to me, the Cincinnati Bengals took it one step further. The Cincinnati Bengals built a team to go against the Kansas City Chiefs. They built a team to go against the Philadelphia Eagles. They built a team looking much further into the future than just getting out of their division. Uh, you guys were bringing up that offensive line. That Orlando Brown signing was huge for them. Big deal. You always love taking from, again, you love taking from your division opponents. I'm just classifying the Kansas City Chiefs at this point as the Bengals division opponent because that is what they, they play to. And I was really upset when they did not take Panay Sewell. However, I think they finally made up for it. So going into the season, I'm not worried about them. I truly, I think that this is going to be a good chance at a run for a Super Bowl, uh, if not just getting there, an actual Super Bowl victory. Because out of the NFC, aside from realistically the Eagles, I'm not, uh, there's nothing that that is exciting to me over, over on that part of the NFL. But we will finish out this episode and we are going to rank one through four. We'll start at four and work our way up to one in fourth place in this division. We'll start with Gage. Who do you expect to see there? Uh, I also expect this to go unanimous around the horn here. Uh, I have Cleveland Browns at number four. <laughs> like, I don't think Deshaun puts it together and he just lets that team down. It's just a story of every Brown season. I'm sorry for Browns fans. I get it as a Jets fan, but you're going to be there again. All right. Sammy, where are you thinking, or who do you think is going to be in number four? I mean, this team is too talented to be fourth place, but I feel like somehow, some way, something's going to go wrong, whether it's Deshaun Watson and his play, or maybe the defense doesn't pan out. I feel like something's going to go wrong for Cleveland. I feel like there's a curse over there or something. I mean, my mom was a teenager the last time they were actually like a successful franchise. It's absolutely insane, but I'm a digress. Sorry, Cleveland fans, don't come for me. Anyway. I think I think I agree with Gage here. They're going to be fourth place. All right, and Matt, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think it's going to be Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati is going to come in fourth place in this division. I think they're going to come in. Just kidding. I wanted to see the look on Sammy's face on that one. Uh, it's definitely going to be Cleveland. You, you Cleveland. don't fool me. <laughs> it's going to be. Me. It's going to be Cleveland for sure. I mean, they just don't have enough. I, it's it's like like I think everybody said. I think outside of LeBron winning that championship in 2016, I think just about everything goes wrong for Cleveland. So it's just bad vibes all day in Cleveland. Sorry again. No no shade to Cleveland. I'm sounding a little bit like Joakim Noah back in the day talking about Cleveland, but. Uh, Cleveland's gonna finish fourth. They're just they're 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 just not they're just not that team this year. I should have put my TikTok handle here. They're gonna come for me. My goodness. <laughs> Unanimously, we are putting the Cleveland Browns in fourth place as we head to third. Sammy, what are you thinking? Who do you expect we're seeing in third? Uh, I don't expect the Pittsburgh Steelers to take that jump. I want. I really do want them to. 
Um, but I just don't see it with Matt Canada. I have beef with Matt Canada, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I really don't like him. I, I, I just think he holds this entire uh, offense back. And I feel like if you want to unlock Kenny Pickett, you got to move on from him. I've said this before and I'll say it again. This is one of the most underrated wide receiver cores in the NFL. And one of the most underrated weapons cores in the NFL. But Matt Canada is the difference from them being third place and second place. So I digress. Matt Canada... Please leave. Anyway, this was uh, <laughs> me last season with Greg Roman, so <laughs> I understand. Matt, where are you placing, or who are you placing in third place? First of all, I want to have as much passion for anything as Sammy does for Bengals linebackers and hate for Matt Canada. Uh, he's <laughs> he really has a lot of passion uh, for those two topics. But I might surprise some people. I'm putting Baltimore third. I think they're gonna go. They're they're gonna win either nine or ten games. I'm not. Uh, you know, I, I like the receiver additions they made, but I'm not too sold on you know the new scheme they're gonna run. I'm not too sold on that defense this year. I'm not too sold on obviously you know Lamar's kind of shaky as far as health goes. So obviously I think Baltimore always finds a way over five. Baltimore always finds a way to, to be a solid football team, but I'm not sold on their team this year. I think they're going to be third place in this division. All right. And Gage, I know you did briefly speak on it earlier. Who are you placing in third? Yeah, no surprise here. I'm also going Baltimore at three. Not to say that this is going to be a bad team. They're not going to be a bad team by any stretch of the imagination. They're just not going to be good enough in the AFC. They're not going to be good enough in that division. Like That is sixth not give me games by any stretch of the imagination and like realistically they might lose five of those games and it's hard like they might drop one to the Browns they might get swept by the Steelers and Bengals it's all very feasible how are you going to make a run when you're losing five games in division in a very hard conference it's yeah. very tough to be in that situation and the health concerns are up and down that entire roster so I am, I'm going to give you, we're going to do a 50-50 split. I think we'll have a little bit of a debate going here. I'm going with Sammy. I'm putting the Pittsburgh Steelers. And my only reason being is I very much agree. I don't see them being capable of taking that jump just yet. I say give it a season. Curious how they pan out in 2024. But I, I don't see that jump happening for them just yet. I do like the additions. I like what they've done. And just like Gage said about Baltimore, they always find a way to be 500 and up. I expect to see a typical Pittsburgh Steelers season. The only reason why I like the Ravens better than I like the Pittsburgh Steelers is for the last couple of seasons, the Ravens have made it to playoffs. Not saying that they've done very well there, but they know what it takes to get there. They know how that season pans out. They know how athletic and how much endurance they are going to need to build up throughout the season. Pittsburgh Steelers, it's been, been a little bit since we've seen them make a playoff run. So that's the only reason why I'm not sold on the Steelers just yet. And again, like I said, I don't know what magic TJ Watt has on that team, but the second something happens to him, and unfortunately it's happened the last couple of seasons, that team goes way down. And that's what scares me and why I also can't be sold on the Pittsburgh Steelers just yet. Since just We're just waiting on TJ Watt's health to see how far we get. But let's see. I... That's a, that's a doozy, because I very much agree, and I have a feeling doesn't matter who we pick, we know who the next one is going to be. I'm not sold on Baltimore being third just yet. I, what, Matt, you're kind of, you seem like you might be switching. You 
No, I'm not switching at all. <laughs> no, I'm staying. I'm no, staying Matt, exactly there's no where I'm way at. Matt's switching. I, 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 I am locked in. to my, I am. I am absolutely locked in to my take and my. The, I, I prepped a hot take coming up. It's probably going to be ruined a, a little bit before it should be, but uh, it's it's coming. Don't worry. My goodness. Oh, well, I guess Gage and Matt are much more passionate about the Steelers not being in third place, and. We'll we'll have to take Sammy's hot takes of his Matt Canada passion of the peg, and we'll, we'll place Baltimore in, in third place. Though I do not personally agree with that. Moving on to second place, and I think it's nice and easy for anyone listening to tell who who I think unanimously is going to be placed there. We'll start with you, Matt, for your your hot take. You said you have coming up. Yeah, I'm about to give it away right now. Uh, I personally, I, I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna concede at the end because I know we're gonna go a different direction at the end. I know everyone's gonna disagree with me on this. I can't uh, wait I, to do this. I, I I've got know. I've got Cincinnati second. I've got Cincinnati gonna finish second. So that means my hot take. I think Pittsburgh's gonna win this division. I really, really like this Pittsburgh team. They've got the best coach in the division by far. They've got a team that was on the come up. Coming up last year, they won. They went nine and eight last year. They weren't even supposed to win five games last year. They went nine and eight, and they only got better this offseason. I think Cincinnati's going to be really good. I could, I, I, I'm with Sammy. I could easily see them winning the Super Bowl, but it's going to have to be from the wild card. Pittsburgh winning this division. All right, that was a very hot take. That was extra hot. Uh, Gage, what are you thinking? Sorry, I'm still trying to process that. Uh, <laughs> uh, wow. Well. I have the Steelers over the Ravens for the simple thing that Mike Clowney will get every ounce he can from his team. And now he has way more talent than that team to get out of. And he's going to do Mike Tomlin things, man. And it's very hard to bend against that. They were, I think statistically, a top five team in the NFL the last five weeks of the season. If that carries over, I think they beat out Baltimore. I don't think they beat out Cincinnati quite yet. Because they're a little young on the younger side, and TJ Watt's health concerns. Yeah, uh, but they are firmly number two for me in that division. All right, Sammy. And I have no hate for Matt Canada in my heart. Yeah, wait, Sorry, give us Sammy. some passionate talk about Matt Canada again. <laughs> what do you got against guys named Matt, dude? That's messed up. <laughs> Matt, you got some nerve. You got some nerve, Matt. <laughs> Picking the Steelers who have Matt Canada. As your offensive coordinator, Bengals I got Zach Taylor it. as their head coach. What you mean? Well, look, Zach Taylor took him to a Super Bowl, and they took him to a, an AFC Championship game. Joe We're not going to sit here. I am not going to hear. I'm, I'm taking my hat off. I am not going to sit here and listen to you spew this nonsense about the Steelers winning the division. I'm not going to say that Kenny Pick is going to have a terrible year, but under Matt Canada, something is wrong. Something's always wrong. I am not going to sit here and accept you putting the Steelers in first over Joe Shiesty, over Joe Brr. I can't have you do that, okay? So let me relax. I'm going to I'm gonna pop my forehead vessel. My goodness. All right. Um, look, the Cincinnati Bengals are winning this division, and the, the Ravens are going to be second in this division. I, I really don't understand how, how you guys can sit here and look at at Matt Canada and the and the Pittsburgh Steelers and genuinely like think to yourself, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna pick that that team over Lamar Jackson. I understand what what the aura is around Lamar Jackson right now. 
But Lamar Jackson's still a top 10 QB in the NFL. And at his best, he is the MVP of the league. So I am not going to sit here and take this disrespect. On behalf of the Baltimore Ravens, Baltimore fans, please excuse my two colleagues here. Please excuse them. Uh, nah, they have nah, no I want I- the smoke. I want the smoke, man. Oh, I-, I would imagine you do, Gage, but let's be honest here. This is completely blasphemous. This is crazy. Look, the Bengals are winning this division, in my opinion, and and I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a close race. I think the Ravens are gonna be up there with them. Well, Sammy's hot takes got very heated and hot during that. Uh, I do not agree that the Bengals are slipping. I think this is this is really truly their division to lose. I don't see them doing that just yet. As I said, I don't see the Steelers making that jump just yet this season. I, I think this is a conversation for 2024. Give them a year to get together. But uh, yeah, I, I think we're gonna all have to go. Well, not unanimously. We're all gonna have to uh, switch Matt over and make his yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers at number. Yeah, we can. I'll, I'll be nice and go the Steelers, but I want to I want to scroll back to this at the end of the year just to make sure everybody knows That's who fine. is on record. Oh, you can, you who can. is on record with what? Okay, we, I want to make sure. You can add it. You can just right do there. all this. Yeah, we do all the scrolling. You can save it. Matt, too. Matt, if if the Pittsburgh Steelers win this division, I will tear that to a poster in half. Okay, I'm <laughs> I'm almost positive. I'm almost you, positive. You volunteered. Go for it, bro. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey man. Hey, man, I'm a liar. I hope you know. I am. (laughs) Uh, And we can unanimously all say at this point, because there's only one team left, it is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals taking the division in the AFC North. So quick rundown. Bengals, Steelers, Ravens, and Browns is how how our podcast ended with us claiming the division for the AFC North. It's going to be an interesting season. And AFC North... You know what? I'm going to give the Norths. AFC and NFC North doesn't matter how good or how bad those teams are. Some of the most competitive divisions to face off. So it's always going to be a good season when you're in the AFC or NFC North. And we'll get to the NFC North, of course, at a later date. But for the House Call Sports, that is our AFC North division show. My name is, of course, Jill. I'm joined with Matt, Gage, and Sammy Hot Takes. We will, well, not all of us, but the House Call Sports will be back next week with another division. You might see some of these guys. You might not. Throughout the the remainder of the non-football season into the preseason, we will be continuing this. And then come regular season, we will start having two shows a week. So get ready. Gear up. Here we go. Football season 2023. Bye, guys. Al Woodburn making his UFC debut on a week's notice against one of the biggest prospects in MMA. I noticed Hurst was going to be special. You know why I thought he was going to be special? Because the Patriots.